0: Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. I'm excited. We have an apparel sponsor. Harry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other Jiu-Jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's all comparison. like greys and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. We've got some BJJ problems. Have you lost your motivation to train BJJ? We all go through it. It can happen. Um, there's a lot of reasons why it can happen. And it, what it can do is just actually kill your momentum. You might have been making some gains. Maybe you tweaked your knee. Work's been crazy. Different things can happen. And then you're like, oh, should I go to training? Have you suffered this BJJ problem before, Joey? Many times. So many times, man, you know, times we've, we've spoken about on the show, but yeah, it happens. It happens regularly. And I would say it's part of the process. Yeah. You know, maybe there's, there's certain folks out there that it's just, it's just, I don't know, whatever, for whatever reason, they're hyper disciplined or they're really excited or they just fucking love it. All of it. Yeah. But I think most people kind of go through the ups and downs. Yeah. You just think so. Right. And I think the thing is, which is, which is difficult is it's, it's always the way it doesn't matter if you're kind of spiraling up or spiraling down. Um, If you're, if you're on a roll and you've got momentum, it's kind of easier to stay moving. Right. Yeah. But once you get inertia and then things start to pile up and the longer we've talked about this before, the longer you spend away, the easier it is to not go back. Yeah. And this is a serious problem. And we can say, we can explain it away. Right. It's, it's very easy to explain it away to go, oh, my, you know, my, my kid's sick, uh, work got busy, blah, blah, blah. You know, your coach might even be texting you, like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a month. What's. Yeah, but they're probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. What's maybe. That, maybe. that guy's name? <laughs> but maybe your training you partner. Purple belt? He's been here for fa- seven years. <laughs> 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 but maybe, maybe your training partner's like, what's going on? You know, it doesn't matter what level of game you're at, whether you're, you're a white belt or you're a brown belt. It doesn't matter. You kind of, you. I think for me is when you lose the fun. Yeah. you you like, you've gone to training. Say you've been super consistent, but you, you're you still getting smashed and your jujitsu might be working, but you're like, oh, I'm not loving this. And then you, it's not even that suddenly something has come up. You're just like, I just don't want to go to training. Like I just don't, I'm not enjoying it. I just want to do something else. Yeah, anything, right? I just want to play video games with my kid. I got to say, you know, based on probably what the title of this episode will be, the the, the hardcore Jocko Willink fans are going to be like, it's not about motivation; discipline. it's about discipline. <laughs> <laughs> and a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent, it is. But jujitsu is fun, and I think for the, I think that's what makes it so sticky for those of us that's, that, that stay with it 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 really is fun and exciting and it's, it's exhilarating, right? Like mm. when you're training and yeah, it's not always like that, but usually you, and, and I guess, you know, you could definitely say like when you're a white belt, mm. it's pretty fucking fun. You oh know, yeah. Go train, you know, you, you just got no expectations on yourself. You know, unless you've been a white belt for longer than 10 years, I'd say, <laughs> but you got no expectations on yourself. You're just going in like, it's all uphill, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I know for me that there's more, and we've spoken about this, but there's more weight that gets placed on your shoulders as you progress up the, and whether your gym does belts or even if it's not, even if you just consider yourself becoming more of a senior student, yeah, with that comes more pressure, yes, maybe from your coach, but also from yourself, where you're like, Fuck, I should be doing fuck, I shouldn't have got tapped by that person. yeah fuck, I should be I should know this shit, yeah, man. and I think as soon as that weight's there, it's very easy to be like, a bit bummed out when you think about going to training. It comes too hard in a way. Yeah. I think your relationship with jujitsu jitsu is like your relationship with your partner. When you first start, you get the honeymoon period. Yeah. God, she or he is so sexy. Yeah. Everything they do is just, God damn, that's mad. And then after a while, you know, you've been together a while. It's like things can get like, a bit. You no, I'm going to cancel my fucking Pornhub subscription. Yeah, oh my God, that's how serious I'm about. That's this how man. much I'm. Com- that's how committed I am to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, you know, after a while, you know, the positions get a bit the same. <laughs> you fire know, fire up the subscription. <laughs> Need some inspiration. <laughs> same old half guard. Same old mount. Right? You know, I'm a work you girl. I'm a missionary, and then. That other one where I'm on top and you're on the bottom. <laughs> like it's one of those things that it can get the same. And because you're living your life and there's plenty of other stuff going on, if there is not variety in there, if there's not something that keeps that novelty going, it, it can get the same. You, and you human brain very easily updates to like, well, this is normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, recalibrates. Yep. Oh, this is this level of fun is normal. Whereas before when you didn't have it, you're like, holy shit, that's so good. And I often think, and we've talked about, you know, the quitting piece and kind of coming back. Like quitting isn't always forever. You know, you might quit multiple times and then come back and go, oh, and you remember. And I I think the lost motivation thing is a really easy way to explain. Or it's like a a cover for I'm not enjoying my jiu-jitsu. I think that's... That's at the heart of it. I'm not having fun. Yeah, yeah I'm going, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm not getting the success I want, and you know, I'm not getting the respect I deserve. These fucking new crew coming in, they didn't have it as hard as me six months ago when I started. That was before Gooden Ryan re- released his new DVD. <laughs> now they've all got the secret info. Fuck. The novelty wears off. Yeah, the hard work sets in, and then it's not as much fun anymore. Yeah, you know, looking back on on my sort of journey. There's been times, probably one of the major times where I felt that was just when training became really, it became really heavy in my mind and it was heavy because the coach wanted us to compete all the time Ugh. and we we felt like, you know, I say we because I know there's some other guys I trained with who felt the same way but it was like, we're upholding the gym, we've got to compete, we've got to represent. Do it for the coach. Yeah, and at the same time, training was like hard and competitive and you're like, not necessarily the best energy, mm. you know, and that that could have all been in my mind, right? I oh, know. Like there's, there's something but, to that. But even if if it is, like, that's my experience, right? Of course, you can only see through your eyes. Yeah, you know, I, I remember going to – I think I told you, I remember going to class one night and it was just like a fucking Wednesday night. I'd been working all day. I made it to class. Didn't want to go, but I was like, no, nah, get there. Got there. I was a purple at the time and uh, we got some visitor, big – tall athletic fella from South Australia or something, a purple belt. And he had this really kind of um, sort of unfriendly attitude. He was very aloof. This just sounds like Ben Hodgkinson. <laughs> <laughs> and it came and it came time to roll and coach looked at me and was like, do the business. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. and I, you know, gripped up with this guy and like he was strong and good and athletic. I fucking smashed him. <laughs> but good. But it was like, I just remember like being in the trying to take each other down. I remember I counted him and he went through and I, I counted him and took him down. And I was like, Fuck, my adrenaline was so high. And I'm like, this is so stressful right now. I'm mm. like, I didn't come here for this, Yeah. but how am I in this again? And yeah. it was kind of like, I was my own enemy there. Like, you know, I could have just approached that completely. Differently. Couldn't help yourself. Couldn't help you myself. But you were doing it for the, you, it sounds like you weren't doing it for you. You were doing it for the coach. That's right. But you know, even if he hadn't have given me the nod, I probably would have approached it exactly <laughs> the same way. Let's be honest. Sure. I had kind of found myself in this sort of funk with training. This isn't what I wanted, yes. you know, and I, and I found that that was sort of a bit of a precursor of that period to me leaving. But when I've, you know, now that I'm in like this second chapter of jiu-jitsu, it's been very different. Yes. You know, and I've tasted that feeling again where, you know, you've got a comp coming up or whatever and it gets a bit intense and that's fine and short doses for me. But, yeah, like, keeping it fun and, like, making sure I'm developing, I find that that's sort of been pivotal in, it, yeah. in, in me enjoying it. Yeah, I think the thing that killed uh, – I had a period of killing my motivation or my motivation being almost non-existent in a way was feeling like I couldn't be the best. Like, because that was always, like, you know, the big, the big thing for me. And then I'm like, well, fuck, if I can't be the best, what the fuck am I? What is this? And yeah, no, you it, first your last. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird to change the psychology of it um, to try. I guess try to make it more playful, like come back to like, fuck. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it, you know. And I think the thing that kind of enabled me to do that was go and go and do judo, and be the white belt, and still be like kind of like a, a sneaky white belt, like not actually be a white belt. Yeah, still be good at grappling, but not be great at judo. Ah, that's interesting. And, and and being yeah. at the bottom, I think it removed the expectation. Not, not everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's just fucking white belt." I'm like, am an you son." Yeah. <laughs> but then, but being at the end of the line was actually like a huge relief. Being the white belt actually felt good because, well, one, you get no respect, but I'm like, that's cool. I'm a, I'm a teach you all to respect me, but also like no one cares. So that is a very freeing feeling. Yeah, and I I think that. If, if you've been on the BJJ journey for a while, you do feel a an expectation you need to perform to your belt. Yeah. And that takes away the creativity and the fun a bit because you're always going to feel like, fuck, I've got to be on my A game. Can't get tapped by a lower belt. You know, like this, all this stuff, which does very much play out inside your head, right? Yeah. But it, that is what affects your, um, your enjoyment of the thing. So thinking like, you know, thinking to the listeners, there's probably, you know, a lot of them uh, – I haven't had the opportunity to taste that feeling yet of like that or that thing of like being kind of senior. Yeah. And then being like, fuck the pressure that comes with that. But I'm thinking about like some of the pressure that comes early on and it might be... Hey, man, four-stripe white belt is the new black belt, okay? It's true. If you have oh, a no... because has got all the <laughs> instructions. <shit. laughs> if you hey, have a... W- wait, w- what did you say that's called? <laughs> yeah. If you have a no-stripe white belt tap you when you're a four-stripe white belt... <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got to retire. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but, you know, it might be an injury-based thing. Sure. You cop an injury and then you, you're back at training and all of a sudden you don't have that feeling of just being able to get after it mm. that you maybe you had in initial period and yeah. you're like, my body's actually holding me back and I'm sore at night. Like maybe that's your first thing that's like, fuck, I don't feel like training tonight. Yeah. Or maybe it's, um, maybe you've just started competing yeah. and all of a sudden it's gone from being this fun thing with no expectation and all of a sudden, people are saying, man, you should win the next comp. I think, yeah, you should win this, man. You're really good. And you're like, oh, fuck, man. I'm just here to learn some martial arts. I don't – you yeah. know, I'm not trying to be like the ambassador of the – I'm not trying to fight for the team's glory. Yeah. You know, they, I think there are a couple of really like um, – yeah, like potential situations you could find yourself in early in the game. Yeah, and whatever has caused you to lose your initial momentum or you're just not feeling as good about it, we start to – build it up in our heads we start to make it like it take it make a, a mountain out of a molehill so to speak so we we actually impose resistance on ourselves make it a lot harder like because i i often find myself getting psyched out about workouts like i look at the workout oh my, it's gonna be hard i'm gonna be sore after this i don't know if i'm strong enough today you know just too much in your own head and then when i go and do the workout i'm like oh i like doing this like what am i why, why did i do that to myself yeah but we have we all ha- can do this on some level and i think one of the key things to try to get your motivation back if we can frame it in that way is to remove the resistance how do we make it less hard for ourselves because you know negative self-talk all this different stuff you can talk yourself out of going mm. just going just go and oh i haven't got the time just don't roll like go do the class say hey like Of course, you're gonna cop it for having had time while we're like, oh, oh, new guy to the gym. How you doing? Uh, You know this kind of thing. But I think trying to lower the barriers to entry, just to just dip your toe back in and feel the, like, make it fun for yourself again. I I think that's one of the key steps. Yeah. To to get back. Yeah. Re just reconnect with the the place, the routine, the habit. Mm. And yeah, and I think like. If you take rolling out of a class, yeah. it's instantly a very pressure-free experience. It's much easier. Yeah. As soon as you add rolling into it, it's like, oof, performance. Okay. Yeah. You know, you got those that person you roll with, it's a, it's always a battle. Or you've got your coach is like, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of like there's a lot that, there's a lot in the rolling piece, also a lot of enjoyment. But um, I think that's a good uh, a good piece of advice because You're going in, doing the warm-up, high-fiving everyone, doing some drilling, whatever, hanging out, stretching a little bit. No one can say no to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, good times. It's fun. Yeah, and I think we forget that when we add all this other stuff about what belt am I, what guard am I doing? It's like you're going around, you're you're dressing up in skin-tight lycra or pyjamas, you're rolling around on the fucking floor. Like, this is fucking ridiculous, right? But On a padded floor. Padded floor, true. We uh, we love it. We love this thing. And so I think one of the things that helped me, like one of the happiest people I ever met in Jiu-Jitsu is Serginho Morais, And he's a clown. <laughs> the smiling, The guy's a clown. He's so ridiculous. But he's ultra tough. Like I'm not saying this to say he's, he's from um, a ghetto in um, a favela in uh, Sao Paulo called Kohabi. And a lot of tough guys from that place. And I saw – I went there – and I saw the situation they used to train in. Now, they all do cup wearer. So, because you can do cup wearer on concrete. You don't need anything. But there was this little church hall. I'm talking it's probably only as wide as this space here. Right. But it's really long, super long. And the mats, like they had the old jigsaw mats, but not good ones, like real foamy, spongy ones, that had been rolled on so much, it was just powder. So you would roll and you just get blue <laughs> powder all over your face. I'm like... <laughs> You know, and they're like, yeah, this is what it is. And it was incredible that there was like, we did a seminar. And we went out there, Alex Monsalvi and and Serginho, and they did Capoeira for an hour as the warm-up. Oh, wow. And then were, and then Alex was like, oh, can we do the seminar now, Serginho? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure, whatever, you know. Then we did the seminar and we rolled really hard. And they're like, let's do Capoeira for another two hours. I was like, they just love it because they music and singing and getting everyone together the whole idea of getting everyone together and having fun is really at the heart of it mm. and even though Serginho was like a very serious competitor two-time world champion he ended up being in the ufc he was always smiling well he's actually a famous clip of um claudio Calazanz trying to knee bar him at um europeans he became european champion, and he's just smiling and giving the love heart and just laughing <laughs> like, yeah, break it, bro. I'm winning. I'm winning. You can't stop me. Like, he was always having a good time. Wow. Man. And I, I, I think um, Neil deGrasse Tyson recently had talked about how dogs are always happy. And you, you go away and you come back and they're like, they're just happy to see you. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, there's a, there's a joy there. And he, he feels like they're the most, why, we, why a lot of people love dogs, most people love dogs is they're happy creatures. And we, we get that from them. We get that happiness. Yeah. And that Unless you're my whippet Jazz who's just anxious 24-7. And will try and bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, I'll go to Pattern just... Oh, oh, we know each other. Come on, man. Don't be like that. I think Jazz is a little bit autistic. But um, anyway. She, is, she loves crayons. <laughs> just eating them or just drawing with them? <laughs> Genius. Genius with the crayons. Um, what helped me get back my motivation like uh, around the kind of brown belt black belt time when i wasn't being a competitor was i'm just gonna go here and just have fun i'm just gonna fuck around a bit you know i'm just gonna chat a bit more i'm "I'm not gonna try and win roles i'm just gonna try and do my thing and i always just think about how silly Serginho was like literally like a performance clown where he could even make fabio Gugel laugh in a competition training with how silly he was being like he was still winning roles but he was just clowning like he just he refused to have a bad time yeah which is an awesome men- mentality to have yeah and potentially you can see like maybe something he needed to get the best from himself in training yeah I have a tendency to um, I'm not sure where, where, what exactly this is or when it came about but like when I'm in a high pressure situation in a role mm-hmm. like someone say they've got my back and yep. they're attacking the choke and it's kind of partway there but I'm I'll often like start talking shit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's because I think I'm trying to squash the intensity of the moment. Yeah, you're trying to and just, just and like make it fun, and and I and I'm doing it more so for me because I can be like, fucking hell, this this guy's about to choke. Or, or I can just be like, hey, this is actually like a cool moment, and I'm just got to I just got to focus on what I can control here. And yeah, you know, hey, here's a little funny thing, pussy. You know, like <laughs> this is also Joey's psychology to put you off. So if you. <laughs> You get a good position on him, he's going to troll you and yeah. But you know, it, it instantly reframes that moment in my sure. mind. Yeah. From being like, oh my God, I'm about to get tapped. To just being death. like, hey, this is fun, man. This is fun, yeah. This person got the person is, is probably going to get the better of me. And I think like you see, I don't know, you see people do that in their own way. Sure. Yeah. And don't it, start, if you're a white belt, don't start talking <laughs> shit to your fucking... When they got the choke <laughs> on Purple belt, fucking training partners when they're yeah, about to tap you out. You're going to get fucking just on the thing in hand, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, look, Josh Hinger, who's a very serious competitor and champion, has said he hates when people talk in training because he's always there to fight to death, obviously. But I, I similarly will j- kind of joke a little bit. If there's a rap song, I'll start rapping to that song. Like, it's, yeah. it's to try and, for me, really, it's to ch- try to keep it playful because if I'm not talking and I'm just gritting my teeth and I'm focusing on grinding, it's like – it's definitely not going to be fun for you. Yeah. You know, not you specifically, but anyone I'm rolling, it's like I'm trying to... There's f- an intensity to that. Yeah, and it's, it's uncool in a lot of ways unless that person is there to do that. And let's be honest, not everyone shows up with the same mentality and all you can control is your own view on it. Yeah. So I want to switch this just real quick from the motivation piece because a lot of people talk stuff about motivation and we we, we touched on the kind of Jocko Willink Discipline, good thing before, um, but in truth, if we remove the expectation and remove the self judgment and all the stuff that can add to the resistance, we lower the bar, the barrier to entry. I think just going once a week is okay. You know, we always talk about oh, try and get in there three times Hold a week. Hold up, are you saying JT? Don't you dare! How dare you, guys? Right. Are you on don't this? Don't do it. Are you saying something is better than nothing? I'm not saying that, Joe. I fucking sounds like that. No, though. no, no. I'm saying start training. Don't do it. Woo. Don't do it. You think you got Why? it? Why you walked there? You don't do it. What? <laughs> I, I have said, which is not nothing controversial, and does not contraindicate anything I've said before, <laughs> Your Honor. If we, if we reference the record, if you haven't been training, you got to get back to training. Would you agree, Joe? I would. It's something we got to do, and so to make it fun, you've got to start training. Otherwise, you've you've retired, you've quit, and that's that's that can be part of your journey too. I think if I don't know what the ba- I don't know how long you can not go to training and say you've quit or you've just <laughs> taken a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it twelve months? Is it two years? Like, how long's a break versus I don't do jiu jitsu anymore? I think it really depends on how long you've trained for. I think if you've trained for 10 years and you don't go for six months, that could be a break. But if you've only trained for three months and you don't go <laughs> for double the amount of time you've trained, then maybe you've quit. And hey, starting jiu-jitsu again is good. So for example, I quit doing taekwondo. Uh, I, I I did it for 15 years and I just didn't go back. And you knew at that time, you're like, this is it. Um, I don't think I'd made a conscious decision at the time, but maybe on a subconscious level, I had. right. Like I just... This bitch broke my heart and I'm never going back. Yeah. And I just I lost the love. And I'm like it just it's not what I want it to be and so I can't do it anymore. But I'm a very all or nothing person and that maybe is not you. So yeah, this is news to the listeners by the way. <laughs> Holy shit, JT's all or nothing. Did you guys know? Imagine. I had no idea. He's so moderate. Yeah. He's so moderate. He's actually rhythm. quite intense. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So for you, switch the habit. Switch your view from I'm not motivated to, what are your habits? Because yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing, lifting, jiu-jitsu, going for a walk, drinking more water, whatever it is. You've got to start somewhere. What would you advise, Joe, as someone who is a believer in that something is better than nothing, which I am not, so I can't speak to that Yeah, because I'd be like – Allow me to represent that please, facet of – Speak to everybody and talk about that. Yeah, I think – yeah, like just just get back there. Get back to the place. What like, does that look like if you're just – so yeah, like well, just get back into the gym, right? And so if you're looking at your week, just go fucking Monday. I mean, Monday's are always pivotal in my eyes. Sets the week up? Yeah, not so much these days for me because I'm just whatever, like I can get shit done like that. But back back in the day, you know, you have you, Mondays was always the time. If I got a training session in Monday night, it sets me up good for the week. Because then maybe it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. you know, just yeah. it works. Um So get back in on Monday as quick as you can. And I think like, yeah, if you're, if it's this concern around the intensity, the competition, the competitiveness of the gym, whatever, then just circumvent that shit. Mm. Just go, okay, who am I not rolling with tonight? Yeah, cool. You know, like who am I actively going to avoid? And it's not because you've been a pussy. It's because you're going, this thing is going to blow out. Like it's going to turn into something I don't want it to be. And that will probably force me out. So, okay, how do I make it what I want it to be? Yeah, And maybe it's just for the next few weeks, you know, whatever. Yeah. Go, okay, I can work with you, I'm going to work with you. But the, the other thing that I would suggest is do something very deliberate. Here's an example. If you go into a role and you're like, let's roll. Yeah. Your default generally is I got to win this role. Sure. But if you go into the role with a specific intention, i.e., I just want to work on uh, not letting this person pass my guard. Sure. Or I want to work my defenses. I want to let them mount me and then I want to try my mount defense. Get out of there. That instantly takes away the thing because, okay, maybe they pass your guard, sure. But let's say they're in mount on you and you can't get them off. Maybe they tap you out. That's feedback on this specific thing you're working on, Working on it, yeah. So find a way to make it like really kind of, I don't know, to remove the pressure for yourself. I actually think open mat is the way. For me, Uh, a Saturday open mat, there's no structure. You walk in, people come and go as they like, please. It's a party. Yeah. I mean, obviously when you go to parties, there are people you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Like Nico magillic I don't want <laughs> to talk to that guy. I'm wearing a geek. Um <laughs> I want to go roll with this blue belt who's never <laughs> met me before. Hey, bro, we're friends. Yeah. I'm going to smash you. That might be a tough round over there. <laughs> so that, I, I think the fun element, and then you can kind of hang out on the mat. Yeah. So I think it's like make it fun and do something which isn't going to pressure your schedule. It's just something that allows you to reconnect. And then, holy shit, I love this. This is so good. I am making time for this because this gives me a great feeling. Yeah. Restore the fun and you'll find magically the motivation starts to come back. I'd only add one thing to this, which is that you might actually not be able to make this happen in your current environment. Maybe. And that's, you know, that's, we've spoken about that in others, but maybe the, the climate in your gym just isn't conducive towards you having a good time maybe try a different gym yeah maybe it's like go try the Overmats. a great one because you just get a, you just insert yourself into a new culture but you haven't been labeled a creonche yet <laughs> yet <laughs> nice solid thanks fam catch you next time Ooh.